Hey guys, welcome to the WMI Podcast. This week I'm trying something new with this intro you're listening to. It's a little weird for me talking by myself in a room. This is the fifth take I've done of this intro, so you can imagine how I'm a little uncomfortable getting used to it though. Um, This week my guest is Bethany Taylor Myers. I've known Bethany for a long time Um, Back when she used to curate at Dandelion, I did a few shows with her, and she was always awesome to work with. But this episode, we talk about her art. She's an incredible visual artist, and I always enjoy seeing all the new things she does because she has a wide range of abilities. And this week, we're talking about her show at Favo at her gallery 251. She's doing a little something different and you'll hear about that on the episode. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as much as I am. I wanted to say thanks for listening and if you would just share it, like it, rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You know, word of mouth is probably one of the best ways to get get it out there. So, you know, tell your friends. Anyway, here we go. A tape of this quality deserves to be played in the most sophisticated of Um, yeah. I... It's all I can do is art. Yeah. So. I feel you. <laughs> comfortable. I'm the same way. Yeah. Very comfortable. Yeah. It's like I don't. I can do other things, but I don't know how to do other things. If that makes any sense. Oh, it completely you know? makes sense. I Weird. think I'm like the hardware queen, and I can do all this building and stuff. Yeah. Nope. Right. I mess it up every time. We have to pay. <laughs> You know, I try, but there's no way. Yeah. I, but I have illusions in the future that I would be so great at it, but I yeah. won't. <laughs> I know what you mean. Give it up. Yeah. They have a woodworking shop where I work, and I want to go over there and work with them too, but mm. it's like, I don't want to screw anything up. Cut my fingers off. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But as far as like art, yeah, I'm definitely an artist. Don't you feel comfortable with doing anything? Mm-hmm. Me too. Because if I, I do. don't know how, I'll figure it out. Exactly. See, we have no fear. No fear. You can't have fear. I'm starting to get a lot less fear too. Yeah, good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I flew to New Orleans by myself two weeks ago. And I used to have problems with the ups and the downs. No problems at all this time. I don't know what happened. How much Xanax did you take? I didn't take any. Wow. Yeah. I, I take propanolol for anxiety, not Xanax. And I took one the whole time I was there. Oh my God, that's so great. Yeah, it was crazy. I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm like changing a little bit, you know. You are, maybe you're realizing that you are a planet <laughs> all on your own. Maybe. And you have many, 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 many things on this planet that you haven't discovered yet. Maybe. Hey. Anyway. 
What do you got going on? Um, as far as working on art right now, I have changed everything up. Okay. Except maybe colors. But I've changed a lot of things. I'm not doing the contour drawings right now at all. Okay. I had to step away because that's been a lot of years. Gotcha. And I can do so much more than that. Yeah. And I, you know, it gets boring after a while. It really does. At first, it's like so fascinating. But after right. a while, it's like very routine. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to gesso a canvas and draw on it. And you know what I mean? Right. But what I'm doing now is so haphazard and it's like inside out art. Okay. I like it. It's more of all of this art is very personal and you'd never know it looking at it but it is very personal because it's about all the things that I believe in that are maybe okay. questionable and yeah. um, UFOs and aliens nice. and that's fun. Our severe um, what do you call it? Our severe tracking that we've been we're all being tracked by our phones and it's become an addiction. We can't yeah. get rid of our phones now. Did you see my post about the tea? The tea? I went to Wawa and I bought um, that true true leaf tea. Uh-huh. Right. I just bought a bottle of it. I didn't I didn't like I was at Wawa and I have the Wawa app, but it's not connected to my card at all. And Facebook's not connected to my card. But I grab the tea, I grab my lunch, I go to sit down, and I get an ad for True Leaf Tea on oh. Facebook. I didn't say anything about it. There's no way they could have known I bought it. So where did that ad come from? They know everything. You cannot hide. It's so weird. You can't it's hide. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's... I have no idea how that happened. Well, this is what I'm getting at in the art. It's been a... It's been a subject that I've thought about forever, even before cell phones and things, when mm -hmm. you first started seeing CCTV, oh, yeah. you know, and I wanted to know what that was. Then I found right. out what that was. I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't want to be spied on and followed and tracked everywhere I go, but that's, that's what you do. That's what it is. Yeah. How can you, can you get rid of that phone now? Could you get a landline and live like that? Maybe keeping the internet. Oh, see, you can't. We can't live without that stuff. And these things have been injected into our lives like drugs. But if you think about it, if you were out and about doing something and you needed to call someone, mm -hmm. but you didn't have a cell phone, you only had a landline at home. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Would you go? to some random business or some random person and be, be like, hey, can I use your phone? I totally right? would do that. Right? I would. I would too, but like, it would be like, I'm sure it would be looked at as weird and crazy. Great. <laughs> That's good. Right. You know, bucking the system. Yeah, I like that. I the like man, that, bucking that the man. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true because when I look at stuff on the internet, like I like to go really, really, really fast through paintings on the internet. And okay. somehow I get a little subliminal thing. Okay. And that carries on into my artwork. Oh, yeah. So 
It's not like I'm stealing from somebody because it's all really one idea. All of this artwork that I look at, it's all one idea. Okay. Then I go on Facebook and I got all these things from these artists right away. So you know, even though I'm going really fast and I'm only looking on images and I'm going really fast, it doesn't matter. You can't hide. No, you can't. It's interesting. When I'm sitting on the couch and I look at my phone, it says, your car's 30 feet away from you. Right. Oh my God, it's so scary. Right. And they can look at you through your computer peephole, and I have mine covered, of course. <laughs> and it, my mother in the 70s said, I don't want to get cable TV because they're going to be able to look at us through the, <laughs> through the television. Oh my God, we laughed. Everybody yeah. in the family thought that was so crazy. Uh-oh. And it's true. Now it's true. <laughs> now she's she covered. She, how did she know? She knew. I don't know. Maybe she was a little more... Her mind was a little more expanded than everyone else's. Yeah. Well, I don't really tell her the extent to which she's being followed now because she oh, would yeah. flip out. Definitely. She would flip when out. When I first got mine, I had the maps thing on there. And it wasn't that long after... It was probably 2009 and the iPhone came out in 2007. And I showed the maps thing to my stepdad at his house. And he freaked out. He's like, he's like, I don't want that to be on my, I don't want that to be here or something like that. And I was like, they're not going to be able to spy on you. Right. It's just a map. <laughs> yep. That's what they want you yeah. to believe. Right. Oh, but look, we'll inject, we'll inject this tiny bit of medicine once and then we'll inject a little bit more medicine the mm -hmm. next time then they're never going to be able to get off of this medicine right which is our addiction to internet phone whatever it might be yeah i like that um the technology has gotten so great for artists i mean that's a that's a really big thing but oh yeah definitely but it's the social aspect of all this te technology that really blows my mind yeah but i I've always said it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It really is because it definitely helps um, everybody connect, not just artists, but like, is Jim on a record label? Or does yeah, his own record out? label. Exactly. So like, he can reach people independently. It's he can. definitely created an independent world. Yeah, look at Justin Bieber got discovered with his little YouTube video. Exactly. I mean, come on. Right. That's so random, a person. I'm sure there were five million people more talented, but they right. didn't put their video up. Right, Just right. like you can't sell art when it's hanging on your walls. Yeah. You got to take it out, you know? You got to right. bring it out. But I like that one-on-one -on -one experience. I do. I do too. When I see two people in a restaurant, both on the phone looking at each other, but they're not looking at each other, and they're both on the phone, I find that a pathetic sight. It's it just pathetic. And you know, I used to be like that a lot. And now I'm consciously thinking, I'm having a conversation, I'm going to leave my phone in my pocket. Yeah, be here I now. I consciously do that now. Right. And I think doing this podcast has helped out a lot. Because I, I gotta, I'm creating content for other people. I don't want to fuck that up by looking at my phone. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, I got yeah. a little text here. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I've done that very rudely, but I really make an effort not to do that. But if I'm talking to my mother in the store, I can't hang up oh, when man. I'm going through the line. And so I will, 
I will whisper to the clerk, it's my mom, I can't hang up, it's my mom. And they laugh because they know yeah. how it is. Oh, yeah. But other people, I'll be like, okay, I got to go. That's right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way with my mom. It's, yeah, you, know, you can't. Probably my mom only, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'll answer for my dad, too, even if yeah. I'm screening. But I gotcha. I would, you know, rather just not have that phone on me at all. Same I know how it is not to be contacted by anyone. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, I didn't get a phone until 1998. Like a, I, I got a phone, and what an happens? Phone? No, a, like, you know, a cell phone. Okay. A flipper. Yeah. And I was so excited, and I showed everybody at work, because only right. a couple of them had it. Yeah. My boss immediately, what's your number so I can get a hold of you now 24 7? Oh, yeah. And I was so stupid. Okay, gave her my number. That phone did not stop ringing. So I finally just stopped answering it, and I told her I got rid of my phone. You know, it's ridiculous. It is. Mine's on do not disturb most of the time. And what what happens when they get it? When like if they call you, it goes automatically to voicemail. Right. What if they text you? You don't see it until you open your phone. See. Oh yeah. Okay. But it's on. But I, I didn't know that was there until I looked at it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you have to look at it, it to see. And yeah. I like that. Especially in situations like this. Right. You know? Yeah, but it's a, such an infiltration into my psyche and it makes you paranoid. It does. It does. Not only that, but people from other planets, they're not people, but organisms from other planets, mm-hmm. I think we do have proof of it. It might be a little tiny bit of proof. Okay. It might be. But. Notice, if you read a lot about Area 51, which I scour the map on Google Maps all the time. Yeah. And there's such weird stuff there that you could see so many circular patterns all over the place with a giant chain in the center. Hmm. And the chain is like way out from the circle, but I'm sure it might hold something in place. Maybe that hovers. You don't know. Right? So I believe the the government of the world is holding back on that because they want to make it to the point where, oh, it's a joke. Oh, none of that stuff's true. Oh, da, da. But one day, everyone will be so accustomed to it mm-hmm. that it won't be that big. It'll be a big deal, but it won't be that big a deal as it would be today if we got to see aliens on television okay. or whatever. Right. They're slowly putting this on us over generations and generations That's and generations. There's a book called Childhood's End. It, there's a movie sort of about it, but the movie is not as good as this book. Okay. In the book, giant, as big as cities, UFOs hover above all the major capital cities in the world. And they're, they're just there. They try to shoot them and whatever, and they don't go away. Okay. So eventually they figure, well, nothing's going to happen. They're just going to stay there. So like 30 years later, they're still there. <laughs> Most of the people who lived before that could be dead or at least yeah. old and all these young people they grew up with it there didn't even think twice about it right right and then they contact the people of earth interesting and so they're used to it so that's my theory about why it's it gets let out drip by drip by yeah. drip and it i know sounds it sounds a little bit like district nine Oh, I love that movie, yes. Yeah, a little bit, but it doesn't take that long for them to get in contact. 
Right. Yeah. But District 9 is a fantastic it movie. Is. I totally think it, that could happen. It, it really is hard to watch stuff like that for me now. Like, it's depressing. It's a depressing movie when you really watch it. Oh, when they torture that one guy? Yeah. That one alien? Yeah. Awful. And the ending is, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of movies I can't watch anymore. Really? It's weird. Yeah. Like, SLC Punk. I oh. used to love that movie. Really? And then I watched it, I don't know, a few years ago. And I was like, fuck, this is, like, really hard to watch. It's, like more depressing than I thought it was when I saw it when I was like 19. You know what I mean? Sure. You're, you know, you don't know any better, yeah. really. You're looking at it and you're thinking, oh, this is funny. You're right. only you're only paying attention to the funny bits, the bits that you could like quote to people. Right. Stuff like that. You're not really looking at the whole thing. And then when you look at the whole thing, it's like, oh, that kind of sucks. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a happy... I don't know if you would yeah, call not it a really. happy ending, but there's a little bit there because he he says that he's going to, you know, fight from within type of thing, but you don't know. That's a lot happens. of talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm really into movies, too. I am so into film and all of that stuff, but right. my expertise is probably movies from the 30s to the... It'll probably drop off in the mid-80s. Okay. Those are the movies that I like mostly in between right. there. They have texture. Yeah. A lot of the movies now, the remakes and whatever, I can't oh. even be bothered with it. Same here. They remake super good movies that, you know, what are they going to do? Re- do? Do Jaws again? Come on. <laughs> Jaws was such a happy accident. You can't redo that. You can't yeah. get that stupid shark that right. didn't work half yeah. the time. That's, you know, the struggle. That's the struggle that we all go through. Right. They had to struggle with that shark. And look what it came out to be a great piece of art. It did. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, wanting perfection like that. like. And digital, digital, digital. It's like yeah. putting a movie on uh, auto-tune. <laughs> it is. That's true, yeah. I lose a lot of respect for movies that are all that. However... <laughs> movies I love. I, well, I'll watch super action movies like... Uh, what are those guys called? They turn into people. I mean, they turn into machines. You know the movie. Transformer? Yeah, Transformer. I love those movies. Because right. they're so fascinating and big. Monsters mm-hmm. are big. Like, I saw RoboCop 11 times. Yeah. Because there was nothing like that at the time. And I right. loved it. And now when it's on TV, I have to watch it. Right. But it wasn't all green screen and fake and this and that. Right. And I really respect that. Because you know, what you do could be replaced by a green screen at any moment. True. It's yeah. tough. Artists, artists are always being replaced by things in, as far as modern technology goes. An artist can be replaced. The reproduction of paintings, texture, it looks so real. Yeah. Is that really good for the artist? I think not. Okay. I think not because every... Every version of your original painting, every time you step one away, okay, here's the first copy on canvas. Now I'm going to do prints. Now I'm going to do all these different ways, right? Oh, now I'm going to put it on a coffee cup. Right. The farther you get away from the original painting, the less, the less of your hard work 
shows. Gotcha. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I like going to a museum and looking at the brush strokes, you know, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm crazy about that. I can't get close enough with the rope. Oh, I'm sticking my head way yeah. over. Do you follow high-resolution paintings on Facebook? What do you mean by that? It's a Facebook page or group or whatever. It's called high-resolution paintings. I don't know. I don't it's think really so. It's really cool. Is um, it graphic imaging? No, it's everything. People share stuff from all over the place. So what's the high-resolution part? The way they took the photo? They, they link it to the image. So like right, right. here. Okay, I see and that. And then you go and you click on this so you can see the image. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, when you can walk around a museum and see all yeah. that. That's the best. Isn't that cool? Now, I could fix all that in Photoshop. What good would that do, though? Right. Oh, yeah. You, so that's what I'm saying. You won't be fixing it. It's not, Right. You, you know, won't be fixing no. it. Exactly. No. Not some in things, Photoshop. And There's you know, some, some really fascinating stuff. That's amazing. You know anybody who can paint that well? Mm, Look no. at that. the patience. And the detail of gold, and come on, that's crazy detail. Yeah. Everything, every every negative space has purpose. You should you should follow this. You'll love it. I will. I love I will. the Rembrandts. Yeah. Yeah, the Rembrandts are really fascinating to me. He um, did over a thousand portraits of himself. That's insane, isn't it? And he puts himself in all of his paintings, all the ones that he can, that have men in them. He'll put himself in there. Yeah. It's interesting. He was a smart guy. His parents did not want him to become an artist at yeah. all. No. It was such a disappointment to his family. Really? But he persisted, which is what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you talk about, like, you're almost talking about the evolution of an artist. I started out doing abstract paintings, like straight up like abstract expressionist, because I was afraid to do um, figurative stuff, real, more realistic stuff. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. So I was doing all these abstracts. I'm not saying there's not as much talent in it. Oh no. I'm just saying that it's... It's one way. It's, it's one way, yeah. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, I want to try doing portraits and see what happens. And the portrait that you have of Ron Serling, yeah, Rod Serling, yeah, that was the second portrait I ever did in oil. And I love it. And yes. I have it hanging up all the time. And I gave a print to my father. Oh, yeah. That's and he right. liked it. That's right. It, but yeah, that's the second portrait I did. And that was what, four years ago? Only I think, four? I think it was. It was either 15 or 14. Yeah. It was somewhere around there. And that's my most recent painting. It's like, different. It, it's so much different, but it still has that element that I started doing. Yep. That I started with back in 2001. Right. It's got the abstract element to it. So um, you bring what you've done along with you all the way until I you think die. we all do. It's like life. practice. That's all it is, is practice. Yeah. I hate when people come up to me and they say, oh, I can't draw a straight line. I'm like, you could draw a straight line if you practice. Do you think I'm born doing this? True. I wasn't born, you know, a crayon. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that's kids. How many times have you heard an artist say, 
whenever someone asks them how long did it take you to paint that, and the artist says, I'm still learning how to paint that. It's taken me a lifetime to get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, you have to learn. You have to, just like, why do you go to school? You know, so you can't cut yourself short. Like, I could say, I'm never going to be able to do algebra. I'm never going to be able to do algebra, like I did for many, many years. Yeah. I persisted at that because I wanted, I didn't want that to control the future of my life. At the mm -hmm. time, I wanted to be an architect or a veterinarian. I All didn't right. know. So I had to get that through, you know. So I yeah. found a way to do it. And now I can do algebra, and it's so weird. It's it really easy when yeah. you think about it. Well, when you think about it, it's easy. When it's put into, like, uh, realistic situations, it's yeah. easy. We have to do that. But when you're just looking at things on a book, and there's that's all it is, is words and numbers and letters, it's like, what is this? But then if you told somebody to do this, and they did it, you're like, you just did algebra. Right. <laughs> Measure for your frame. Yeah. And right. add three inches, and, exactly. you know, it comes out into a little formula solving for X. Yeah, exactly. But, like, teaching and education is, uh, you got to have the right teachers, I think. Because, like, I, I went to Saturday, no, I went to summer school for English in eighth grade. And to get to ninth grade, I had to pass summer school. Because I failed eighth grade English, right? Mm -hmm. I go to ninth grade, and I have a really, really great teacher, and I get an A in English. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? It's yep. so weird. It's like, oh, I get it now because this guy explained it perfectly. Because he, it was his way. Like yeah. everybody teaches a different way, but his way yeah. worked with you. Exactly, and it's the same way with everything. You know, my art teacher. In high school, I didn't go to college. My art teacher in high school has, he had such an impact that there's so many artists around here and elsewhere that do it for a living that came from that little tiny school. Right. It's Umatilla High School. Right. There's like 3,000 people there. And I looked it up recently. That was when I graduated in 2000. I looked it up recently. There's still 3,000 people there. <laughs> it is a kind of a small town. It's a very small town. But 3,000 is a lot. You think so? Not yeah. in the school, in the whole town. Oh, in the whole town? Yeah. How many people were in your graduating class? Like 200, and it was like the biggest ever. Wow. Yeah. I had three something. 300 or something? Yeah. yeah. I think I was, grade point average, I think I was like number 52. Oh, yeah? Which is, you know. Out of 300 and something? That's not No. Right. Yeah, but... Only because art saved my grades. I gotcha. You know, yeah. if you're getting two A's a semester, at yeah. least, it's going to help you. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to help your GPA. Right. But I think, honestly, I think my GPA was 2.75. Yeah. Mine was right around there when I graduated, but it was, like, right around three and a half before my junior, before the end of my junior year going into senior because I moved out of my parents' house. And it went my, up. <laughs> my stuff dropped. Oh, when you left, it dropped? Yeah, because I had to focus on other things, too, at the same time. You mean life? Yeah, exactly. Adult life? I got my own apartment and stuff. So it was like, 
I'm working 40 hours a week and I'm trying to graduate high school. My grades, I missed a, as many days as I could and all that stuff, so. Right. Yeah. So, but, yeah, if it wasn't for art, I might have failed because I got A's in art all the time. See? Yeah. And my art teacher, I mean, I still talk to him. <laughs> and when I told him what I'm doing, he was like, I'm so proud because I'm making a living doing art. Right. And he was my art teacher. I mean, it's got to make you feel good if you're a teacher and the person that you taught is in that field. It, it must be. It's so, yeah. um, it's fulfilling. I think every, every um, curriculum is like that. If you think about it, even if, they, there's always the joke like, when are you going to do it with an English major? You know what I mean? But yeah. if someone becomes a writer with an English major, then their teachers have to be proud of them being a writer. That's right. You know? They might write a textbook on you English. Never you never yeah. know. Yeah. You never know. My husband's degree is in, oh, man, it's not anthropology. Oh, yeah, it is. It's anthropology, okay. study of people. Gotcha. And... I like that. But yet he, you know, didn't need that to get his job. Mm-hmm. I just had a, a thing about that on Facebook the other day. Yeah. From a friend who didn't go to college and right. thinks that the reason why a lot of people don't go is the expense. And, I mean, just the parking garage is, what, 150 bucks to park every year or more. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. So the best way to go to school to go to college is be poor and have everything paid for. Yeah. I didn't pay a dime for college. Yeah. I just paid for art supplies, which were like $5 each sheet of paper. Gotcha. And we're supposed to just draw with charcoal on it. And you know, I can't stand charcoal, so I, I never, I didn't right. keep much of that stuff. But you know, five ninety five stickers, I still see them on my old <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, education, is a good thing. It's just gotta be used the right way, I think. And I yeah. think a lot of times we're not using it the right way. Right. And it's not being focused on in the right way. That part of it's not being focused on, the actual education. I don't think it's being focused on. I think the grades and graduating, those things are like winning, basically. Right. Right. The winning part of it is being focused on more than the talent that gets you to winning. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think a lot of times that will that can have a negative impact on things. Like we were talking about that recently. I was like, it's hard to teach someone that's not an artist why this art piece is amazing. Yeah. And I've taught like that stuff before. Yeah. And it is tough to, to get a lot of left brain people to start thinking right brained and right. understand why that brush stroke's so important. Yeah. And another thing, the, the best thing I learned in college was art history. And yeah. I just gobbled up every year of art history I could. That's awesome. And the benefit of that is knowing I'm, I'm making something, all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, this is kind of reminiscent of this guy. And then I go look at that guy. Right. And of course, it's nothing really like what I did, but it does have a flavor of it. Yeah. And I know why they did it, because I know their current event situation at the time. Exactly. And so you learn why 
uh, so many people were depended on at that time mm -hmm. to make portraits and right. you know take uh, I want you to paint King Henry VIII but he didn't like any of the pictures because he was too fat yeah you know but that's real life have you so, watched the documentary on I think it's Amazon about the portrait gallery no. the National Portrait Gallery no. there's a great one about LBJ well they talk about all the artists I mean the presidential portraits yeah and the one with LBJ is Fantastic. Who did that? Do you know? I forget his name. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it up, yeah. Um, but uh, LBJ didn't like it. Really? But it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's in the National Gallery now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so funny how like um, people look at themselves. And a lot of times if you don't understand why something is like the creation of it or what goes into it, it's hard to explain to someone why that's important. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. Right now I'm kind of channeling Robin, uh, Robert Rauschenberg. Okay. I have always really liked him. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the way he can take abstract and make it reality. Yeah. That's my goal right now. I'm taking, I'm literally ripping apart art and putting it back together wrong and it works okay. and then I go back look back at Robert Rauschenberg and I'm thinking oh man he's so much better than me <laughs> so I just keep going and going I'm never going to be well I'm not going to say I'm never going to be some great artist I'm not going to say that because no. you don't know you don't know but he really he really stunned the the world with his stuff yeah. but it was pop art, art era and all that yeah. and i like pop art you've seen all my other ones that are really colorful yeah. and so i like that stuff i have this interesting thing that i've been trying to like figure out pin down and it's does the art kind of talk about the era or does the era make the art important Oh, you man. know what I mean? Yeah, that's tough. So, like, like Andy Warhol, for example, how does that represent the era? Or does the fact that he was popular back then make the art important for the era? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think a lot of times, it's in that case, I think it's the fact that he was popular that kind of, like makes that era of art important. But why was he popular? He, I don't, <laughs> that's a good question. I think a lot of artists gain notoriety because they're the first to do something. You think so? Yes. He okay. was the first person to exploit pop culture. Yeah. And take what's happening right now, like Marilyn Monroe was so big. Okay. So he, he kind of destructed that. Yeah. And constructed it back his way. Yeah, right. So, yeah, his stuff really did have to do with... It was very timely. Yeah. And he yeah, was, was he was popular right. among people who knew about art. He was not popular other than that. You've heard people say many times, oh, my kid could do that. Yeah. Which is... If your kid can do that, I want to see that. I yeah. want to see it. Right. Yeah, and it just doesn't happen. No. Well, like, it's funny that... We talk about him because the time period that he was in was when pop culture was starting to 
get more in the mainstream. So it's almost like he created that he did it. part of mainstream uh, he did. culture. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, yeah, in that case, you're right. He kind of made that instead of the fact that he was popular in that sense. But yeah. like, what makes, you know, what makes uh, the Renaissance the Renaissance? Right. You know, was it the art? the images or was it the fact that we were going through so many changes we were learning so much at the time i think it's like current events oh it's so pretty i think it's like current events because okay. a lot of artists are portraying current events like yeah. i'm doing right now and so that work will always be identified with an era right of time nothing else i've ever done is like that it's True. all very, uh, it's all nouns. Everything right. I did was a noun, right. you know what I mean? Now I'm doing verbs. It's collage that's just absolutely crazy. And I think it speaks way more than the other things I've done. I, I don't even think the other things I've done had anything to say. Yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times I think that that's like one of the best ways to go about it. To learn about yourself as an artist is to focus on the way the world is impacting you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Where I, I don't really do that. I kind of paint things the way I feel. Right. Not about the world, but about everything. About everything your evolution. Everything that comes in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's not just... The news it's not just pop culture it's not just this or that it's everything that comes in and then I put it out and a lot of times that's why it's so dark right because you're dark I'm because I I tend to have a dark view on things but right. um, I don't which by the way I'm totally cool with that because I'm right there with you yeah I don't I don't try to be a dark person I don't try to be a dark artist I just kind of am <laughs> right you know it's like yeah when I was younger in my teens I was a goth kid and I listened to like goth and industrial music no. and all that stuff I would never believe that yeah right so I tried to look the part and I think everybody when they get older they realize you don't have to do that exactly and I don't have to look a certain way to paint the paintings I do when I did the first convention that I ever attended where I was like part of the convention, I wasn't um, selling, I was volunteering. And I was with um, a group of um, actors and musicians um, that were in the same movie, Repo the Genetic Opera. And the girl from Spy Kids was the main girl in that movie. And Michelle and her became friends that weekend. and. Michelle was like her person the whole weekend. So I was kind of like in and out, in limbo, like watching doors, doing this, doing that. And I would, in between, I would go and talk to them and have fun with them. And the girl, her name's um, Alexa Vega. She says, you don't look like you would be into this stuff. And I'm like, what am I supposed to look like? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so weird that, that People look at things that way. But I don't think if you had 
pop culture, you would look at things that way as much. I don't think, I think you would, like, let's say there wasn't a pop culture. There was just this community of people that were kind of isolated, okay? And those people went to somewhere where, somewhere else. Where nothing would influence them. Or where the people that were in the other place had never heard or seen of these people before. Okay. Like somebody out in the Midwest who's a farmer, who's only isolated to that farm, sees someone that's like a goth kid. What They're not going to know that that person is into that music. No. <laughs> they're just going to look at him weird. Like, what are you dressed like this Is for? he coming to kill me? Right. So the fact that we associate goth with goth music or the culture, that's why it's considered that. But if, if you didn't, if it wasn't for pop culture, you wouldn't be able to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a part of our history. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, going back to the whole Warhol thing, he kind of created a world. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, everything you see is pop culture now. Everything. <laughs> True. Like we were talking about cell phones. The reason the cell phone is, the iPhone is so useful is because all the things we want to put into our brains, we can get on the cell phone. And one of the, probably the biggest thing is pop culture. Sure. So it's like without Warhol, would the iPhone be as popular? Without Warhol would be yes because because the iPhone is a drug just like coffee. Yeah. But you know I'm sure he would have done something very interesting having an iPhone and bringing oh, that yeah, yeah. into an artistic oh, fruition. Yeah. You know. Right. That would have been neat. Yeah, it would be. If you ever want to really talk about Warhol, I have a friend who's pretty much an expert in it, and I could introduce you guys. Oh, nice. He's phenomenal, too. Yeah. He knows everything about... We went to Art Basel. He knew every artist before we would even get close. Oh, cool. He knew who that was. That's cool. I know. Yeah, you have to... Is he, is he local? He's in Miami, but he comes right. up and visits me for... That's cool. ...a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah. You'd love him. Yeah, You'll I'd love like him. He's <laughs> so smart about why they did it and... Yeah. Who did it and everything. I think the why is very important. So yeah, I think I would enjoy that. You would. Yeah. He's very interesting anyway and knows a lot about a lot of stuff. Okay. Whereas I know a lot about a little bit of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, right? Yeah. It's it's like the um, jack of all trades but master of none. That's of right. Thing, That's know? right. I always like that saying. It's fun. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people do too. Yeah. So. It's such a, uh, I think art in general can be looked at in the physical way, but it can also be looked at in the mental, just mind-blowing way mm -hmm. in which it's a whole other subject now. Right. When you're just thinking about all these theories and like you were saying, uh, when the guy goes to some farmer's house and the guy's like, oh, who's this guy? You know? Mm -hmm. Why is he dressed like that? That's so weird. Yeah. Because they don't know. Exactly. So that's kind of like the guy lives in a vacuum. He yeah. doesn't know a lot about the pop culture. Right. Well, 
if if you do art, I mean, this is a theory that somebody had sometime in the past. Okay. Here's a theory. If you, is it better to do art in a vacuum, meaning just you in a room with all your art supplies for months, and yeah. you do all this art, yeah. right? You don't know if it's good or bad. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's anything. Right. But it's, if it's good to you. Good or bad is yeah. kind of unimportant. Right. But then there's the other thing, which I think we do, is more we're immersed in the art community. Yeah. And we know what's going on with all these different people. Um, so that's definitely not doing art from your complete brain and mind. So, you know, which is better? That's true, yeah. What, when do you make your art? When you're completely shut off from the world? Or yeah. when you're influenced by so many things at once? That's, well, I like that idea. And it depends on, my take on it is it depends on what you want to represent yourself as an artist to the public. Because let's say you did that and it was just you and you don't show it to anybody, if you did end up showing it to people, mm -hmm. then you are representing just yourself. But if you are doing it for other people, they're going to look at it as you're doing it because of the influences. You are. I mean, we both you. are. Everybody is being yeah. influenced because it's almost impossible to live yeah. in a vacuum anymore. Well, like... You know, not to talk about myself too much, but... All right. <laughs> this is a podcast, though. So, yeah. um, but, like, if I was to start doing, like, weird, colorful, pastel, like, colors and, like, happy stuff, people, because people know me, they'd be like, what, what is going on here? Yeah, who did this? If it was done well, they'd probably accept it. But if I was, if it looked like someone else's stuff, they'd probably be like, oh, you're trying to copy this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't wait for somebody to say, oh, are you trying to be like Robert Rausch or her? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm just channeling his, his creativity and emotion. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> I have a cat on my backpack. Yes. That's it. He's, he's going to be the star of the show. He's in here every time. Oh. Yeah. That's so cool. He is. That should make him like the logo or something. You should. Yeah. So what do you have coming up as far as shows or... Okay. So I have a whole new plan. I have a whole new plan for the gallery. Gallery 251. Yeah. At Favo on the corner of Highland and Colonial Drive. Plug, plug. Plug. So I've had this gallery for five years. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, and it started out because Delise and I put together a project called Project 52, in which we did one painting a week for a year, so there were 52. Okay, yeah. Um, and we showed it there. I asked Will, I'm like, can I have a room <clears throat> for the night? And so, can I, and it's a hotel too, so that's kind of funny. Can I have a room for the night? So he, he let us do it, and right. we put up our show, and it was great, and we left it up two months yeah. and took it down, and then I started putting other people in, okay. and I had the free-for-all shows, and mm -hmm. all these artists that I found that I thought deserved a show, and I didn't think anybody else was offering that to them, gotcha. and I wanted to give them all a chance. So for yeah. five years, 
except for maybe four shows of my stuff in five years. I gave a lot of chances to people. Yeah. So, and so many people ended up showing there that, you know, have so much more confidence now. Just like oh, at yeah. Dandelion. Okay. I started giving people shows at Dandelion yeah. and it went, it went well for them because they gained a certain confidence. And that was my goal. Okay. I want to encourage everybody in the art world. I, I don't want to ever discourage anybody, mm -hmm. even if their work, uh, as a general opinion, is terrible. Okay. I'm the one who has to look into it and find the good part. Even if it's right. one line, you know, I, I'm going to find the good part and tell them about it. I don't need to tell them the bad parts. Yeah. It's no yeah. use. First That's of all, true. people don't yeah. listen. If you tell somebody to do something, they don't listen. I know I don't. Yeah. So yeah. especially artists. Right, but if you point out what's good about it, maybe they'll continue into that direction. Gotcha. So anyway, so I did that for really I did it for maybe eight or nine years because of Dandelion and then Gallery Two Fifty One. So um, I was getting really. I was starting to feel like I had to keep doing it that way because I've always All done right. it that way but I also felt like where am I when am I going to have a show or where am I going to have a show gotcha and I decided 2019 is going to be different okay I had a show last month of all of my past things okay this month it's going to be all completely brand new mostly unseen um collages on plexiglass behind plexi Okay. And they are extremely vibrant and chaotic, and that's what I like. That's cool. Yeah. Are they like collages on the plexiglass, and then you're showing them where it's... I do it on the back. Right, on the And back. then you see the front. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to learn reverse. What do I want to show in the front, and then what do I want to right. layer in the back? Yeah. So doing that, and what I'm going to... What the plan is, is for 2019... Every month, I'm going to add new art to my art. Okay. And I, I don't think I'm going to show anyone else. But I might have a free-for-all show or two. So you're going to leave the stuff up and just keep adding to adding it? Adding to it every month. Okay, that's And great. I'm also going to put up whatever I make. Because I make other stuff, too. Oh, you're not just going to... Well, I'm like going to continue idea. with the collages till okay. I run out of plexi. Okay. And then... You know, I don't know what. And that's such a great feeling. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I, I get like to do something idea. different, you know? Yeah. I'm not there to please anybody. Yeah. Anybody but myself. That's awesome. Because let's face it. If they don't buy it, I'm going to be the one that's looking at it the rest of my life. I better right. like it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's tough not to uh, evolve, especially in this city. True. Everybody's evolving, and you got to evolve, too. Yeah. I like that idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, I've never done it before. And I think I've always felt like, oh, I don't want anybody to keep looking at my work. It's so selfish. Or, oh, I didn't do anything new. I'm not going to show the yeah. same old stuff. Uh, That's uh, the hard part. It's, it's, it's yeah. The, the Facebook and the Instagram makes it really difficult when it comes to that. It's like, should I show? Like, I've talked to other artists that do it for a living and they're like post every day and it's like what if I don't have anything new to post exactly <laughs> you know what do I post then and I do look at those other artists and they do the same thing but they'll post older stuff and then like 
put a link to you know the stuff from that year or that show or something like that so it's interesting to look at at it that way that's a good way to approach it i think it yeah is. no pressure yeah exactly i like a deadline i really work well under deadline gotcha and pressure i like that yeah. but it's not the kind of pressure that's gonna disrupt my life it's the kind of pressure of I'm going to push forward. Yeah. I have to push forward with everything I do. I, I like have it. to do it. And I'm not going to do the same thing all the time. I'm not going right. to keep one style forever anymore. I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I mean, it's not fulfilling me anymore. And I have to, why am I doing it otherwise? Right. I have to fulfill myself. You have to fulfill yeah. yourself. Otherwise, you know, it's pointless. True. You were talking about Meg White earlier. Um, I have the um, Make It Loud, I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah, the movie that she did, yeah. Soundtrack Drums, yeah. Um, I have the um, documentary, and Jack White talks about how he'll put his amp a little further away to make it hard to get over there. He likes the struggle. Yeah, or he'll put his microphone a little further away so it's hard to, so he has to work harder to get there. And I like that idea because he doesn't have to do that. Nobody's telling him to do that. That's not something that people look at him for. <laughs> yeah. He just does it because he thinks it makes it better art. Sure. You know? And I, I think a lot of, I think challenging yourself is what really makes people accepted. People can feel it whenever you challenge yourself. And you have more confidence about what you made. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And another thing with that, people will notice that too. Because I think people grab on to confidence. Like, oh, yeah. Much more than not having confidence. People grab onto it. And it's funny because, like, I'll create something just out of my head, out of nowhere. And I'll get more interest in that than I will trying to replicate something as best as I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny that that happens, but I think it's because they, they can feel you in that piece. Whereas when you're creating something that's from another image or from a reference, they know that that's not from in you. Does yeah, that make sense? yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I do a lot of um, uh, commissions from photographs. Yeah, right. And there's none of me in that. Yeah. It's a job. Got to do it. Mm -hmm. Got to make the money. Got to do it. Got to be flexible as an artist. Have to be able to do well, everything. I, I see what you're saying, but are you just making it look like a photograph? Or are you making it look like a painting? Well, that's what that's for the um, person paying for it to yeah, decide. Exactly. Because it's a job. It's no longer out of my creativity. People, I do a lot of houses, house portraits. People will send me a picture of their house, oh, yeah. and then I'll Those go on cool. Google Maps and I'll look at their house more. And they tell me, I tell them, do you want it um, kind of cartoony, or do you want it totally realistic, right. or what? What style do you want? Because there's a lot. Do you want pen and ink? Do you want watercolor, oh, acrylic, okay. whatever it so might even, be? Even in that case, you're still not, you're still not putting yourself in it. 
No, and it's easy to sell when you don't do that. Yeah, that's true. And another thing, you know what they're going to pay. Let's say this. Someone comes to you and says, I have $500. Okay. Or let's let's go down. I have $200 and yeah. I want... This is Orlando. we got to go down. Right. And I want <laughs> this kind of painting. This, yeah. And I want it to be watercolor with pen and ink and this size and all that. Okay, now it's the job. So you do it. But... When, when I'm finished, if the client, if I'm not happy, I'm not going to show them, but if the client is happy with what it is, even if I think there might be a couple things wrong with it, those things get sold and they love it. Now, if I would have done it out of my own head and made them really funky and whatever, there's not a good chance that no, I'm going to get paid. Not. There's just not. Right. That's true. But commissions make money. Because they're asking you to do it. Exactly. But it's such a bummer. Every time I do one, I say, I'm never doing another commission. <laughs> every time. Yeah. And every time they go, yeah, but money, look, green. And I say, okay, I'll follow the money. Yeah. It's, that's a major struggle. It is. It is. It's really hard. Like, being all of us that aren't doing it for a living, that's like the dream is to do our style for commissions as a living. <laughs> right. Most of the artists that I know that do it for a living, that have a following and have a style, they do more sales and commissions than they do doing shows. Right. And a lot of times those commissions are never seen, so people don't realize that. People think right. that they're making all this money at shows right. when they're actually doing stuff and doing all their um, money, their sales and commissions, yeah. the majority of it anyway. Right. And it's a struggle to get there. It is. It takes a long time. And especially when the goal is a set price. Yeah, right. When the goal is a set price, I work only that amount. Yeah. I will not go above and beyond that amount. Gotcha. I mean, that's it. If you're going to pay me 50 bucks for a really tiny portrait, you're going to get $50 of my work and no more. Gotcha. And that's the that's only way, way I can, it. yeah, that's the only way I can do commissions and not go crazy. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. And I tell them straight up, I mean, the more you pay, the more you're going to get. Yeah, we and could have a three-hour discussion about pay. <laughs> yes, we could. <laughs> you know? I have many, yeah. many opinions about that. Yeah. What do you think? Of, well, I don't want to go into that much of a discussion about pay, but one thing I do want to ask you is, let's say... You, you're, what do you do when you're working for a gallery that takes a commission? I dread it. Yeah. Or I don't go. I don't do, I won't tell you who because they're big, a couple of places that yeah. a lot of people show, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to get, in the end, like, maybe 50%. I'm not going to do it. Let's say you did that. Right. Would you increase the price? Of course, and nobody will buy it. Or would you keep it at that price and just take 50% of what you would have done? I, I refuse to do that. I yeah. refuse to cheapen it at all. I got if you. I'm going to work really hard on something, believe me, the person will have to pay for it. If they want to pay the amount of money I want them to pay, mm -hmm. they're going to appreciate it. They're going to love it. They're right. going to hang it up prominently. Yeah. It's not a problem. Okay. But if you're selling, let's say, I mean, I know this was a lot of money. Yeah, Boy, Kong. My Michael McGrath. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it was a lot of money. We're talking about a, a three-dimensional painting wood. I can't describe it, but on the wall. Anyway, let's say it's 500 bucks. Okay. And you put it, he put that in a show. Yeah. And right away you got to pay an admission fee. Okay. Let's mm. say it's 20 bucks. I don't like or, or 25. Yeah. And then you find out it's a 40% commission. Okay. So you can add that 20 bucks on top of your loss. Right. right. So you end up making, you know, not even 60%. You're down to about 50% yeah. in the end, and you worked your butt off to yeah. do that. It's not fair. I refuse it's to do fair, it. It's not fair, but let's say, you, let's say you put a piece in for the price that you normally charge, and you took only 50% of that, right? Right. You, you're doing that because you want to give your client or whoever buys it the same opportunity in that gallery as they did getting it from you. You know what I mean? I'd charge them less. you charge them less. I would charge, you know, you have to really pump up your prices to be in. You do, but at the same time, if you, if someone goes to your gallery, goes to a gallery and finds your work in that gallery and says, okay, I want that piece, it's $600, right? And then they do more research on you, they wanna get more pieces from you, and they go on and they contact you directly, and you're selling your stuff for 300 when they bought it for 600 without knowing you. You know what I mean? Yeah. To them, that would probably devalue the work. Because unless they're well-versed in the way the art gallery world works, they probably don't realize that that gallery is taking 50%. Right. And if you try to explain that to them, then they're going to be like, well, they might not want that piece anymore. Right. You know? They may want their 600 back from the gallery, and I'm sure that is, like, super difficult to do. It's unfair. It's yeah. unfair to the creative person. Why right. should the creative person make less money than the person going to a job? You know how many hours I can work a oh, day? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. The, we, mm -hmm. It's almost like we are... I have a button that says artists are not good slaves <laughs> because we're going to work our butt off and wind up selling it for nothing. Yeah. And feel terrible. I'm not going to be a slave to that. I'm right. not going to put up with. A, I don't. I really don't like a fee just to be in the show. I understand why they do it. I get it. Same. But it's too much money. Yeah. Number one, it's never an appropriate amount of money ever. It used to be. Yeah. Not now. And then the cut that they take, of course, that's for the rent and the lights and whatever, right? Absolutely. Why should their problem be my problem? Don't make your problem of your bills my problem. I'm yeah. not here to support you okay. and your expenses. That's not my job. Yeah. My job is create something one of a kind and sell it for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, galleries are pretty much retail places. Right. That's Cold. pretty much all they are, retail, right? So the re retail, when they buy the product, they're getting it at a much lower price than what we're paying for it. Yes. Right. So, um, but they're not getting the product. They're getting the money from the product, right? Right. So, 
they're the same exact thing as Walmart. Right. They it's are. The same. Um, but it's it's hard because if you want your shirt in Walmart. Yeah. No. You're gonna have to make it at this quality in well, order to make money from it. They just take the image and they do whatever they want with it. Yeah, I know. I, you can't I, make a t-shirt. They're going to do everything that I they want with it. I only buy band shirts from the band's website. That's right. Me I too. Do. Or from the concert. That's from the concert. Yeah. I only buy it from the band directly. Yeah. Because anybody could take this. Right. Anybody could go online, save this image, and make their own shirt of it. Right. And you know, I heard watermarks mean nothing anymore. Yeah. Nothing. I go <laughs> on this. Watermark will be a type of art one day. Think oh my God, that. that is so good. Think about that. I love that. <laughs> okay, I have to do something like that because right? I love it. But yeah, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say, I am on a, a fa there's a Facebook page which talks about people's art getting ripped off, and everybody reports on there Amazon took another one of my images. Yeah. China took another one of my images, and they, it's all the stuff they have to go through just to get it. And the only reason why this is happening is because mm. of the internet. Yeah. That's it. Right. Because let's say you didn't have the internet and you bought that shirt. How are you going to replicate that shirt without the internet? And selling it to the masses. Right. Yeah. You can't. No. No, because it's, it's an image that's uploaded into a computer. And that computer is transferred over to a shirt or like it's an image that's been converted into layers for a silk screen if you don't have a scanner or whatever it may be a camera how are you going to make that shirt without those things you know well you know you can do it to make a silk screen yeah. and all that you can do it yourself and you can print them yourself but good luck selling but, but them but stealing it it's, of course, it's stealing it. Yeah. But it would be much more difficult to steal it. If it weren't way. for scanners and all that. Yeah. yeah. Much know. more difficult. Yeah. Unless it was like a straight black circle or something. Right. <laughs> then you wouldn't have to steal it. Right. You just make your own straight up black circle. Right. You know? So, yeah, you're right. The internet has definitely done that. It's great for artists, and it's terrible for artists at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. You know, I guess over time, the world has always had pros and cons for artists based on the technology of the time yeah. and the way people feel and, you know, just the current event, whatever. And that's how it has progressed. And this is what we've created for ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, I think, we're yeah. in our own mess. Definitely. Yeah. That's why I have such... A horrible relationship with the internet. I, I really, I'm mad at it more than I'm happy with it. Yeah. I mean, if I can get tickets to something really cheap from my band sites that I'm a member of, yeah. great. And t-shirts at a reduced price, you yeah. know, great. As long as you're getting it from the band. <laughs> right. That's right. I got this from um, Jack White's website, The Vault, and oh, yeah. he is friends with the Greenhorns, the people that are the shirt are for and that yeah. goes to them and you know what I just thought of something I have never in my life charged an admission fee or commission for anything any artist and I've probably 
had, well, a lot. Maybe 250 shows I've put on for wow. other people. Wow. And I've never taken a dime. And you know why? Because it's unfair. It is. It is totally, I would never take money out of an artist's pocket. It, it, yeah, same here. It's wrong. Yeah. The Barefoot Spall went into an, it had an issue with that because they don't take a commission. Right. But the city was going to fine them for selling art. What? It was, it was like this whole thing where like if you're a gallery, you have to pay a certain amount in taxes as a gallery. Something like that. And, but they're not taking a commission, so they don't fit into that. Oh, okay, yeah. good. So Patty Sheehan fixed it up for them. Oh, good. Yeah, but yeah, this, whenever, whenever you're a gallery in Orlando, you have, and you take a commission, the city wants part of it. Everybody wants part of it. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, it's a weird thing. Right. I mean, I'm not saying anything, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the way the city goes, but it's like, if you have to have your stuff straight first, you know, and like in their case, this, the people that were trying to enforce those codes didn't know that they didn't take a commission. And they're good people. <laughs> they're great people. And they make a point of not taking a commission, right. and they promote artists, come on, what's right. better than that? Oh, there's nothing better than that. You know? And they appreciate art. I love those guys. I love Harris and Heather. Me too. And Heather's an artist. The first show I ever did in Orlando was New Night 2010. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The second, like, actual show was um, the 9-11 show at Barefoot Spa. Oh, okay. And Parker um, curated it. Right. Ever since then. They've been, I mean, the very first time I met them, like, they knew who I was. I'd never met them before. You know what I mean? They I had only attention. been showing in Orlando for less than a year. You know what I mean? Just doing sidewalk things here and there. And it, they're, they've always been, like, super welcoming and um, appreciative and just personal with every artist. And, I mean, we're lucky to have someone like that. Because who else is going to do that? Yeah. Well, I'm done doing do it. That. I'm done doing it. I'm going to make my own not commission. Do that. No, a gallery, other. You know, here's the thing it's tough to keep a gallery open. They need the money to do it. Yeah. And they feel like, oh, we're giving you such a gift. Our walls are real estate, and yeah. you have to pay pretty much by the square inch. You can, yeah, so you can make 50% off of this amount of real estate. Yeah. Just like at Art Basel, 600 bucks for what? A, a 10 by 10 piece of wood wall. or space wall. Yeah, it, it's a lot of money, but it's Art Basel. And they're going to make money there, hopefully. Hopefully. But all these places around here, and I'm not saying anything bad about any gallery. I think every gallery, you know, needs to push on. Let's go, you know, do it. It deserves... It deserves to be um, had. Yeah, and it deserves to be fair yeah. to the art. You're not doing an artist any favors by right. raping them. No. As far as money goes, not raping people, but <laughs> raping your wallet. Raping your wallet, yeah. And your livelihood. Right. You know? 
It's not fair. No, no. Nobody in their right mind. I think we're the only people in any industry that will work for less than minimum wage. If you're if you're sitting there taking forty hours to do a painting and you sell it for four hundred dollars, <laughs> that's what ten dollars an hour, right? Yeah, and I'm sure there's more time put in it than that, there's and a lot supplies, more, and, and then you add the supplies and everything else. At the end of the day, you're making less than right shipping. You have to consider shipping. You have to consider how much it costs to keep the lights on. Right. When I was doing it full time, I actually did it legit and started a business, got my business license with this with the um with the IRS and the county and the city. Like I did everything legit and I was able to write off all of a lot of that stuff. But not as so much as helps. you probably wanted to. No, not at all. If I had a I don't know how it works, but if I had a brick and mortar place like an actual gallery, I'm sure you could probably write off more. I don't know the Factors of that. But you're also spending more if you have to pay oh, for yeah. the space. Yeah. I've looked at the places around here, the new ones that are going up. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if only I could do that. Put turn that into a gallery. You know what I mean? Right. But with the rent and everything else. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. I until something changes, it's impossible. It is. It's there a, needs to be some, a change. Do you feel that all that we do in general is a losing battle. Do you feel that we, we're not wasting our time, but do you feel that we are um, being used and... As artists? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. isn't it terrible? Me too. Yeah, it's even when you're getting paid by the hour from some company. Yeah. It's like you are you are a product of theirs. You are? Yeah. So. How about the Nike swoosh? You know that story? No, I don't. They had, um, I think they had a call to artists to make the logo for Nike. Mm -hmm. And some woman made the logo. And of course, they made eight million billions off of it. Yeah. And I think she got, eventually, I think they did pay her. But at first, she was just a college student who turned that in and they used it mm. for nothing. How do you, you know? Yeah. Finally, they saw that, I guess, that's what was the right thing to do and they did pay her years later. Well, that's cool that they saw that, that right. they did the right thing to do and they knew that was the right thing to do. Right. A lot of places wouldn't do that. No, they yeah. would not. A lot of times, if it was a smaller company, do you think they would have the same outlook? Because Nike, being Nike, they have the means to pay her. But if it was a smaller company and they don't have the means to pay her, then what happens? Well, then you got to write contracts and you got to say, exactly. you know, you're either going to pay me up front the amount of money that you're going to make off of it with my little part. Right. And they're not going to do that. They're not, first, they're not going to tell you how much they sold, the correct oh, yeah. number. I find yeah. that happening. And... You know, you get what you get. You have no control over it. Right. Yeah. That's true. And I want to control my space, my personal space, which includes my mind and my art and my... Yeah. Intellectual 
property. Right, my intellectual yes. property. I, I want to be able to control that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I wonder when intellectual property first came about, like the term. As soon as they could copy it, I bet. Let's see. I'm going to figure it out. Here it is. It was, what? The British law was established in 1623. Well, maybe the monks were copying it just like they did the Bible. Interesting. Okay, here we go, this is a better one. Okay, it talks about, where is it? 67, they talk about so yeah, it was probably closer to, the way that we look at it now, was probably closer to that time period, this, sometime in the 20th century. The Warhol era? Probably. You're probably right. Russian, Rushenberg era, all yeah. those people. Yeah, you're probably right. I never thought of that before, like when did that come about? But it makes sense that it, um... Artists were making out. money. Right. Maybe that's why, right? So they were being stolen. Ideas were being stolen. And you know, what about intellectual property of your idea? Oh, my God. What about of your theory yeah. that you can prove? Have you ever seen the documentary about the patents? No. Oh, man. I'm usually watching watch old movies. Holy but yeah. crap. That's a crazy documentary. Is it, what's it on Netflix or something? I think it was either on that, Hulu, or Amazon. Those are the ones that I have. Well, let's write that one down, and I'll definitely okay. look at that because that's a, an interest of mine. Okay, add it to your notes. <laughs> I'm making a, a um, abstract piece of art with my notes here. You are. You know, I'm actually doing a, a a spot. I'm using a spot on my new work where I use it as the, my palette. Um, you know, I mix my paint on it and everything. Right on the art. Yeah, right on That's the art, cool. right on it, because it... That's like having registration marks and stuff. Yeah, true, yeah. right? Because I like how that looks. I That's like cool. it looking rough and... I like that. Yeah. There's a, there's a website that does the palette of movies. Like, it'll, it'll show you, like, the palette of the movie. Of the colors used in yeah. the movie, like, at the bottom? Yeah. It's, wow. I love stuff like that. I like I that too. I have the Pantone app on my phone. Have you ever looked at that? I've looked at, I've been using Pantone for many years, but not on my phone. Yeah, the Pantone app, you take a picture of that and it'll tell you all the Pantone colors that are in that or close to it. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. It's or like that song thing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's love just it. called Pantone? Yeah, I think so. Pantone Studios thing is what it's called. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it that I have iMovie on my phone. I've actually never used iMovie. It's great. Is it? I have it on the computer, which is where I do my um, time-lapse videos. It's really fun. I like, I'm, I've probably made minimum 25 movies on iMovie and filmed them myself. Mostly music videos. Really? Yeah, yeah, mostly Pantone music Studio. videos. Oh, cool. It's really cool. You should check it out. You should get into iMovie. There's so much you can do. Yeah? Yeah. There's a lot you can do. I think I have... 
the creative cloud I think I have is, um, I think it's all of them, all the programs. So I have Premiere Pro. Right. So I can do stuff with that. Right. Um, which is the movie editing program. Because it's cheaper to have all of them than it is to have one or two. It's cheaper to have more than less. Yeah, it's weird. Like, to have the Photoshop one, I think it's $20. It might be less than that. A month? To have, yeah. Even I would rather was, just buy the program. Even if it was $10 a month. Right. To have that one. If you buy another one that's $20 a month, right? Yeah. If you buy only three, you're getting only three for the same price as if you got all of them. So they don't charge you for the other two? Is that what you're saying? It's 20 bucks for one or three? Yeah, pretty much. That type of thing, yeah. So it's not 60 a month? It's no. Just I, 20. I pay 30. I don't know... What, I don't know if it was a promotion or what. I've been on there for a long time. But I, I keep it because I use Audition, which is um, their Pro Tools, basically. Adobe's Pro Tools. Right. So that's why I keep the full programs, not just Photoshop. Yeah, I should look into that. I, I've become very reliant on Photoshop. I even made my resume in it with pictures yeah. and... I've done everything in Photoshop, all the posters that I make. I do a lot of, I've never really shown it before, but I do a lot of digital images and mess with them and okay. make leaves curlier and nice. make eyes bigger and brighter and just different things. Hair, yeah. crazy, like the other painting in the other room. Oh, yeah. Hair like that, I love right. that. and. I was really into it in the past, but I keep up with Photoshop. Yeah. I have to do it. It's I fun. use it mostly for design, like for you know flyers and yeah, me too. Graphic art, yeah. And then my prints, I use it for prints. Yeah, you can pump them up. Well, I I have that really nice printer over there. That's what I use for my prints. And it's got... That's a really big... I know. That's a really big printer. Yeah, that's a professional printer. <laughs> it's... See the roll, the cardboard mm -hmm. box? That's mm -hmm. a 17-inch roll of paper. 17 inches wide by 100 feet. Oh, wow. So in nice. Photoshop, I can do two 8 by 10s as um, many as I want. Yeah. So I use Photoshop to make all my prints. I just the image like that and then print them out and then cut them out yeah I print them out and they look like disaster mud really so I just well that printer is that's why we got that printer mm -hmm. it's like the independent way to go about um, getting your prints made at a professional shop yeah right it is yeah I don't think I have room <laughs> I have a printer that big I've never used it before I will admit yeah I got it used, but it's in perfect condition, but I've never used it. Really? And I still, yeah, I've had it for a couple of years now, yeah. Huh. So I'm not one for hooking up things and plugging in oh, things. Yeah, I and gotcha. I'm very basic when it comes to that yeah. stuff. I'd rather pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. Because, so, you know. Do you, do you photograph your stuff or do you have it scanned? 
I photograph it for my purposes, but I have it. I scan it or I have it scanned. Gotcha. If it's big, I can't scan it, yeah. but most of my stuff will fit on my scanner. Gotcha. Not this stuff. No. But no. And I, I don't think you can scan plexiglass. How are you going to do that? It's going to be a big line of light. Yeah, that's true. So here's the benefit now. They're all originals. So yeah. what do I do? Charge more? Because there will be no other copies ever. Right. You know, that's what you do. Yeah. It's rare, right? You so. can, yeah, you can make money off prints and prints and prints. You can make money off oh. that. But like I said before, it's one generation away and another generation away from the original. Yeah. If you photocopy something, and then you take that one off, and you photocopy the one that just came out, and then you take that one off, and you photocopy the one that just came out, eventually it's just nothing. Yeah. It becomes nothing. Yeah. And it's the same way with sound. Right. Yeah. That's right. Now, okay, yeah. I know something about sound. Yeah. Yeah. You do? I, I don't know a little bit about sound, yeah. That's cool. My dining room is the music room, and mm. it's pretty mic'd up a lot of the times cool. and yeah it's cool it's cool but i never have anybody over to eat anything oh because you can't yeah that's you true. can't <laughs> <laughs> there's no way have you been to the guitar factory in college park nope that place is awesome really they make I'm them sure there? jim knows about it i'm sure he does um they they make and repair everything oh i love that everything amps guitars electronics everything i went there yesterday and i was like i don't want to leave but i have stuff to do where is it in college park on edgewater is it on edgewater yeah oh yeah maybe i'll bring jim there tomorrow because it's his birthday and by the time you have this on the internet he will not know (laughs) i mean he'll he'll have already had it well monday i'm gonna put this up so yeah Yeah. that's great i love it i love doing this he'll love it i don't know they're open tomorrow but well, he's off Monday, too. There you go. Yeah. Even better, because right. this will be up at 12 o'clock midnight Monday. Okay, good. I, yeah. so I'll definitely have to go before then. So, haha, Jim. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as um, the gallery goes, or anything else you're working on? Or are you just focusing on 251? I'm focusing on eventually filling the whole gallery over the year. That's cool. And not, uh, and not letting myself down by not doing that. And like I said, I like a deadline, so I'm sure I'm gonna be doing it. Deadlines are good. Yeah, and it's so fun to make a collage. I've oh. been collecting pages out of magazines and different types of paper and different types of uh, paint that yeah. I would never use otherwise. Well, the 9-11 show I was talking about, Yeah. the piece that I had in there was a collage. It was simple. Yeah. Because I used to do a lot of collage. The collage that I did was a 12 by 12 piece of granite tile. And I used the unpolished side. So Mm -hmm. it looked like the side of a wall. Right. And I took a gas pump that I cut out of a magazine. And I stuck that to it and then sealed it. And that was my piece for the 9-11 show. That was it. And people go, what's that? Or some people who know something go, oh my God. Yeah. 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 Parker was like, I love it because it's different than everything else. Most of them are patriotic and yours is totally in the opposite direction. Yeah. Not that I am 
for the patriotism and everything that came from everybody getting together as a group because of 9-11, but what came after 9-11 is what I was commenting on. Yeah. Yeah. I had, we had to write essays about it, and my whole thing was about the war after, not being, a, not being about 9-11, but being about oil. So that's why there was a gas pump on there. I get it. Yeah. You know, we can be as subliminal as we want to. I'm looking for a picture of one of the latest things. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you have to send me stuff to put up whenever I post this. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, one other thing I would like to mention is that I have a mini dollhouse gallery, and I've had in oh, the yeah, I've had many in the mini. That I've had really many, many people, and I've had Lynn Whipple in there, Veronica Anchoron. Um, who's Vic? You know Vicky, Vicky. Yeah. Okay. I've had her, I've had actually a show for her, and she had stuff in the gallery. Um, just a lot of people. So this teeny tiny gallery has its own page. It's called 30 Notes Gallery, and it's 3-0. And that's because Jack White has a, a song that he says, 30 notes in the mailbox will tell you that I'm coming home. So I named it 30 Notes after oh, that's that. cool. Yeah. And nobody knows really why unless I tell them. And nobody asks. They think it's the address. So mm. that's fine. But little mini that's art. Cool. It has to be about... The biggest it can be is like a business card okay. size. And I invite people to be in it. And everything in there is like a certain price, very low price. Like let's say ten, five to ten bucks in it. Right. And it's really great. It's really a great thing. It's just a little gallery. It's just a mini gallery. But it has a lot of spunk. I'm really into miniatures. I also have that right. miniature art studio that I've created, which is really cool. I've always been into miniatures since I was little. I was a little girl. And Those are, that's a fun idea. And it's more difficult to do smaller. You yeah. get the same vibe that you would get from doing something bigger. Yeah. Like, to get those brush strokes on a much smaller painting would be way more difficult than to do that on a larger, even bigger than that. And I really like it. Yes. I really like painting very tiny and faux finishing all of the buildings that I have. And Oh, yeah, that's fun. I, I know. I, I love the side. I made a drain pipe out of a metal straw. So cool. it came out so good. Cool. I'm getting ready to electrify it. I just bought some gallery lighting for it. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. It's like three bucks for gallery lighting for my dollhouse. That's <laughs> funny. It's worth it. That's great. It's so worth it. Um, I'll have to show you some of my collages because that was like one of the main things I did in AP art. Oh, really? Collage. Like, experimenting has always been like the main thing that I do when I'm trying to create something. Right. So all I did when I was in APR, my art teacher was great, Gary Hopcraft is his name. Um, he 
gave us full brain to do whatever we want as AP artists. We did have to learn things, but as far as our art goes, it was it was AP studio art. So you can't really pin down what studio art art is. So we did basically anything we wanted to. And I did a lot of collage. I just love collage. I did <laughs> I did collage using photocopy machine yeah like the old ones mm -hmm. I would put like National Geographic pages I'd, I'd put them on 8 by 10s and then I would put the whole thing through the the copy machine and it would like burn parts of the National Geographic like just weird That's fun great. experimental things I would get transparencies made in the library and then I would put those over the image so I'd make graphic design that way that is great we didn't have computers. We did, but they weren't worth anything. Uh, you could just type a paper on them. Pretty much, yeah. And, and it, everybody was, had uh, to go to this one room with all the computers because nobody had their own computer yet. Exactly. Like That was what, uh, mid-90s to late-90s? Um, yeah. Like It cost so much to have a good computer back then. Oh, I know. My first one was 3500 bucks. Holy cow. I know. My first computer I got from like a rent-to-own place. <laughs> yeah. And did yeah. you own it eventually? I did own it eventually. <laughs> I made some changes to it. So I can figure stuff like that out. Yeah. Pretty easily. So you willingly accepted Big Brother into your home. I did. Here's one of the collages I did back in high school. Oh, wow. That's awesome. What is that? It, go back. Is that uh, those triangles? Are they shiny paper? No, that's the background. See this part? Yep. That's that. I just cut into all the layers above it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That one I just love. That one's phenomenal. Thanks. So you cut out of the. I cut the shadows out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I focused on the shadows. That's fantastic. And then this one. Oh wow. Those are all National Geographic and other magazines. Wow. That's the type of stuff I used to do. Right. Before I was in your show. Right. That's another abstract. I love the handprint. I did that in high school. Oh, that's, that's my great. Hand. <laughs> but yeah, like back then, <laughs> it was all about experimenting. Too bad you guys can't see this. But then again, you can't see me, so that's good. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so. Yeah, well there's one of my, it's a little dull on that picture, but there's one of the latest. Okay. And it has some photocopies in it. It has, I make collages on a piece of paper and then I cut them up and use them for other things. Like yeah. I made eyeballs and, you nice. know, this one, Specifically, I have, see all the eyes that I had made and, and put those on there, all these eyeballs, all these Love eyeballs. It. Yeah, and... That is really cool. Paint scraping, that's a photocopy here. That's a photocopy here. God. Of me. I should have Terry on. At my first communion. Really? Yeah. But it all, it all goes together, though, you know? I love it. Religion and... That's great. Watching me. Watching. 
watching over. That's right. They're yeah. they're looking at more than you think. Oh yeah. They're okay. flying over with their heat sensors, you know, <laughs> looking for that lighter. Yeah. I don't smoke, so there you go. Right, well, there you go. Yeah, but you don't have a lighter for incense or candles? I do have a lighter. I don't use it very often. Oh. I was actually going to go across the street to the, to the um, what do you call it, the New Age store and get some oh, right. incense. Yeah, do yeah. it. Because I haven't been there yet, living yeah. here. So. Yeah. I've only been here since... August. Did this used to be called Holly Gardens? Do you yeah. know? Oh yeah! Oh, I yeah. had friends here once. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It still comes up whenever I pay my rent as Holly Gardens. <laughs> it was Holly Gardens forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, all this stuff, the floors, the um, countertops and all that is new. Yeah. So, we're like it's that. nice. Yeah, it came out good. It did. And you have it decorated so nicely with all your artwork and very creative space. I have more. <laughs> I was thinking about putting off a lot of it up tonight. I'm also going to go see Mr. Burns, the play that I was talking about. Oh, with Jeremy? Yeah. I'm probably going to go see that tonight, so 7.30. Well, I just got a little alert here that something else is going on. Robinson rocking something. Oh, yeah. Rockin' Robinson thing. I don't know who's playing. I don't either. But they have Orlando's got such a great community of every kind of culture and every kind of art you can imagine. Yeah, some great music here. There's really great music here. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I wanted to do this. Right. I wanted to bring all those things to more than just the people that follow them on the internet. Right. More than just our friends. Right. Like, when I was outside of your gallery last time, I was talking to Boy Kong about that. Yeah, right. And he's going to come on. And he's, like, international. He's not just a Yeah, Orlando. he's really good. Yeah, so... I've liked his art for a long time. Me too. But, yeah, like, it's like, why not? Why not? There's so many great things here. Yeah. So many great people. But when most people think of the... Of Orlando, they think of um, Disney. Universal, the tourist area. I know, isn't that crazy? But hey, we don't want them downtown, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can stay down in Kissimmee, please. Be careful. <laughs> right, the yeah. most dangerous intersection in town is Kirkman and I Drive. Yeah, pretty much. Because there are people trying to drive on the other side of the street. Yeah. Trying to drive they on the left. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're going. Yeah. But hey, when, when I'm a tourist, I guess I don't know where I'm going either. Same here. But. I just walked. Everywhere when I was in New Orleans. Yeah, that's the best way. Yeah. We walked. Fun. We walked all over San Francisco. I Fifteen miles the first day. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you walk to work? No, I rode my bike. Is it on Michigan? No, it's on on uh, Silver Star on the other side of town. And you walked there? No, I ride my bike to work. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. It's eight miles one way, but yesterday it only took me forty minutes. It only took you 40 minutes to go eight miles. Yeah. Oh my God, it's horrible. But this is, this is great for the podcast, you know, talking about work and travel. Yeah, okay. It's a travel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on this week? <laughs> yeah, cut, you kick should, her out. You should go see this place and that place. <laughs> yeah, well, there are a lot of things here to see. And yeah. if you've been away, if you used to live here and you've been away for a long time, you'd be really surprised. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've only really been here for, I don't know, 17 years. Because yeah. I grew up in Lake County. Yeah. So even in those 17 years, it's like a totally different place. It right? is. It's so weird. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Where, um, where I used to live near the trail, really close to the trail, there was all woods there. It was all woods and yeah. nothing, and you could go out there and do whatever you wanted to do. <laughs> where the j- it went all the way to the jail, from my backyard all the way to the jail. It's just woods. It was woods. Wow. Yeah, it was great. And now, of course, it's apartments, and there's no trees, and... That's like in between, in between the jail and, um, what is it? I lived on te- Texas Avenue, yeah, which so is that would be e- north, No, right? that'd be east. East. Yeah, and let's but say to the, from the trail to the jail. Let's yeah. say that. And that's like all, like, millennia. It is. It? it is. Yeah. Millennia Mall. Listen to this. The street that it's on... It used to be, well, the street that you go from Millennium Mall and circle around to Oak Ridge Road, and then you can back, go back around yeah. and around. That's like right over here. Right. The street was dirt, okay. and there was always furniture dumped there and oh. all kinds of stuff dumped there. And from where I was, it was like maybe a mile and a half, I guess, or a mile. Okay. We would walk there and go through all the junk. Oh yeah. And take stuff home. If you know For sure. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. No phone. My mom didn't ask oh me God. where I was, you know? That, I came home all dirty when I was like seventeen. I'm full of dirt. I think my generation was the last ones to do that. I was born in eighty. Gosh. Yeah. And we did that. Yeah. But after that it seemed like it just they I don't know. It's a different time. It is. You know? Yeah. Like, we would spend all day uh-huh. outside. All day. Our parents would be at work. In the summer? the summer. All day. Yeah. Like, our parents didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have cell phones. No, we were having fun. We had a blast. We were having human you know relationships. I, on a Friday night, my mom just found this out recently. On Friday nights, three times. I told my mom I was going to stay the night at my best friend's house down the street. We walked eight miles to the nearest town, which was DeLand. And back. <laughs> Three times we did that in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. Down a, a two-lane highway that was like woods on both sides till you got to DeLand. Yeah. 44. I would have done it with you. And my mom didn't find out, but I did that three times. And... Like, how that's what we did. How old were you? 16. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. They were great. You want to see kids doing that today? No, because they're lazy now. The last time, the only reason my mom knew about the last time is because the cops stopped us. <laughs> and they're like, what are you guys doing? And we told them, and they called my mom and asked my mom if she knew where I was. Oh, no. And my, <laughs> my mom's like... Yeah, he's staying the night with Adam. And uh, the cop's like, well, he's with Adam. <laughs> Is that close enough? Yeah. And we called Adam's parents, and Adam's parents didn't know where he was and didn't care. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, like, we would do stuff like that all the time. It was fun. It was fun. And we didn't get in trouble. We didn't cause trouble. We didn't, like, it was weird. It's weird how that's changed so much. I don't know what's changed about it, but... It's changed a lot. Yeah. 
I think the food additives have something to do with uh, kids being stolen and <laughs> all of that. Sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I think so. That's an interesting... If you look right. at art from 1700s of these nude women, and yeah. they're voluptuous. Right. What is missing from those voluptuous thighs? Cellulite. Really? There is no cellulite on these women. Oh, okay. There were no food additives at Not that sure. time. I mean, what does that say? Yeah, that's true. It's all molecules sticking together. Yeah. Molecules. We eat so much fat now, you can't help yeah. it. It's everywhere. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to paint it out. For sure. Right? I am. Yeah. Definitely. Then, there's, then, then somebody are. will say, it's not reality. It's not reality. <laughs> it's my reality. Right? I'm making this world for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, we were talking about that yesterday at um, lunch, me and some guys that I work with. We were talking about um, psychedelics. And I was like, I've never done mushrooms, but I, I, I have, I'm like kind of a weirdo, right? Compared to these, I don't know if you want to compare, but they're like, yeah, you don't need mushrooms to get there. And we paid all this money in mushrooms to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious, weird. I've realized I don't need what I needed. Right. It's like Dolly said, I am drugs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I have a picture of me with a sign that says that. Nice. With, I think, Dolly's face on the side. That's cool. Not positive, but... Yeah, that was... That... I don't need drugs. I am drugs. That's right. Yeah. My art is your drug. Same here. And it's my drug. It's definitely my drug. Drug yeah. of choice. Oh, yeah, for sure. The art bubble. Yeah. The more I do it, the more I, like, just do it instead of overthinking it, the more that it becomes, like, the drug of choice. Yeah. Like, Takes you away. That's why you can paint for 10 hours and don't know. Don't know. And I realize I haven't even peed in 10 <laughs> yeah. hours. I haven't even peed. <laughs> I love listening to music or putting on a documentary because I don't have to watch the documentary. Exactly. I do that, too. And I'll be into it so much that I'll go three hours and just all of a sudden realize that the music stopped or the documentary stopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great feeling? That's a great feeling. So the people who say they can't draw a, a straight line are really missing out. I think so. I think so. Take an art lesson already. Learn how to draw a straight line. It'll change yeah. your life. Definitely. All right. I think that's a good way to end it. All right. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I definitely look forward to the new stuff that you're doing. And Me too. It'll be like a progress. It will. It's like someone was saying, it's, it's a way to show, you, it's a way to have something to show for your time. Yes. Even like as artists, we show, um, have something to show for our life. That's right. We leave behind our mark. Exactly. And it doesn't have anything to do with electricity or internet or cell phone. Right. It's pure. Yeah. So. Pure thought on paper or pure right. thought on whatever. All right. So it's been fun. Yeah. Love talking to you. Yeah. And, well, we had fun. You have to come on again because we could definitely go down a lot of different roads. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Definitely. All right. It'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Talk to you later. This brings to a close our broadcast activity. Thank you.